Okay, guys, welcome to another Jesus Rant. Pastor Tom Carter, Word Without Walls Ministry. This is Season 3, Episode 39, Kingdom Authority. And what I want to talk about today, really, is not necessarily, well, a little bit of, of what our authority is, but really kind of more what our responsibility is with our authority. And what it comes down to is judging, which I'm going to read the the very, you know, most people know, uh, or, or at least think they can kind of partially cherry pick and quote what Jesus said about uh, not judging. And we're going to look at that and we're going to look at it pretty hard to see that uh, I don't believe that that's what Jesus was saying, because we judge everything all of the time. We make snap judgments on things. We make uh, harsh judgments on things. We make soft judgments on things. We judge everything all of the time. That's just like, that's who we are as as a species. We judge everything. We look at everything. We put, try to put things in boxes and make things make sense. This is what we do. This is who we are. So when we're talking about our kingdom authority, listen, Jesus came preaching mostly about the kingdom the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. And as we know, God is love. So the kingdom of God is the kingdom of love. The kingdom of heaven is the days of heaven on earth or God's kingdom on earth or love on earth. So when we're talking about our kingdom authority and we're talking about the way that we judge things, yeah, the way that we judge things, that's what important. That's what's important. As we're going to see when I read this, it's not, oh, I'm not going to judge. It's how we judge because we do judge. We judge everything all of the time. The important thing is not, I'm not going to judge. The important thing is how I'm judging. We have all of this authority and I'm sure that I will rant, you know, sometime about uh, more about what our authority is and where it comes from. And I'm going to touch on that tonight to be sure today in this rant. But uh, what I want to focus on today is how we use our authority, how we judge, how we're supposed to judge, what it's supposed to do and what it's supposed to be. Because that's what it means to use your kingdom authority. It means to judge things in the right way. And that's what we're going to talk about today. That's what I think is important. That was, that is what was on my heart. Excuse me. So I guess we'll start. Yeah, let's just start kind of at the beginning of this idea. It's in Matthew chapter 7. I want to read verses 1 through 5. And, and again, this is the, the very popular, very common, don't judge people verse or passage. And it is the red letters. It is Jesus speaking. And in Matthew chapter 7, starting with verse 1, the Bible reads, Do not judge others, and you will not be judged. So right away, he's not saying don't judge others. He's saying if you don't judge anybody, you won't be judged. He's, he's, he's giving a warning about how we do the judging. He says, for you will be treated as you treat others. The standard you use in judging is the standard by which you will be judged. So again, this is a warning. He's not saying don't judge. If he was saying don't judge, he would just say don't judge, full stop. What he's saying is, the standard you use in judging is the standard by which you will be judged. You, uh, I think the, I think the King James has something along the lines of, however you meet it out is how it will be meted out to you. 
Guys, I gotta sneeze. Hold on. I think I have to sneeze. Nope, I'm gonna hold it. I'm sorry about that. Uh, it's the standard of judging. It's how you judge. It's using your authority correctly. And he goes on in verse 3 and says, And why worry about a speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? How can you think of saying to your friend, Let me help you get that get rid of that speck in your eye when you can't see past the log in your own eye? Hypocrite. First, get rid of the log in your own eye. Then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. So again, he doesn't say, ignore the speck in your friend's eye. He doesn't say, don't judge the speck in your friend's eye. He says, take care of your self first. Then you can see clearly. Then you can see correctly. Then you can judge correctly. This whole deal is about, uh, again, it's about using our kingdom authority correctly. It's about judging correctly. It's about understanding that the standard you use in judging is the standard by which you will be judged. It's the whole idea, again, about, uh, you know, when when Jesus met uh, the woman at the well, or the woman who was caught in adultery, and, uh, and he said, let whoever is without sin cast the first stone. And nobody in the crowd felt that they were without sin, and they all dropped their stones, and they all went away kind of shamefaced. When Jesus, the one person in, in all of the world at that time who was without sin, chose not to cast a stone he chose to judge in a different way and he didn't punish the lady caught in adultery he said go out and sin no more he said just start right here he judged her as somebody who could do better he judged her as somebody who could change and who could stop doing the things that they weren't supposed to be doing so i'm gonna keep hammering this home this is my whole deal for today it's not about don't judge it's about be careful how you judge because saying, I'm not going to judge, it, it, that doesn't mean anything because we do it all the time. It's natural. It's part of who we are and it's part of what we are. And it's part of just, it's human, it's, it's human nature to judge everything all of the time. That's just what we do. So it's it, to say, I'm not going to judge anybody. Yes, you are. Just, just make sure you do it the right way. So, and uh, to back that up in John 7, Verse 24, it's uh, the Bible says in the King James Version, judge not according to the appearance, but judge righteous judgment. This is where we get into trouble. This is where we get into uh, the, uh, the, the measure or the standard that we use in judging. Excuse me for one second, guys. I'm so sorry. Oh, this weather changing is killing me. It's about judging not according to appearance. In the same way that the Bible says in another place, we walk by faith and not by sight. So it's not about what you see or what you hear or the appearance of things, but judging righteous judgment. It's understand. It, it, this is the thing that blows me away about quote unquote Christianity or, or the church world or religion is somehow we've got it so twisted around that we think God's judgment was that he had to kill humanity. And the only way that he could stop himself from doing that was to kill himself instead, which none of that makes sense to me. God's judgment was never to kill anybody. God's judgment was not to kill Jesus. The people wanted to kill Jesus. The, the, the religious folk wanted to kill Jesus because he didn't fit into their paradigm. He didn't fit into their way of thinking. God's judgment was to raise Jesus from the dead. And us in him, we were dead 
And then Jesus was lifted up from the cross and drew us all into himself. And then he died. And that was our second death. Our first death was in Adam. Our second death was in Jesus at the cross. And then after that, when he rose again, when God raised him from the dead as God's judgment, God's judgment was not a death sentence. It was a life sentence and an eternal, abundant, everlasting life sentence. That's what his judgment was. That's what he gave to all of us when he gave it to his son. God raised Jesus from the dead and us in him. And that's how he judged the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. God wasn't here to kill the world. God wasn't here to kill, you know, uh, sinners. He was, he, 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 God sent his son that we might have life and have it more abundantly. That's God's judgment on the world. That's what righteous judgment is. We need to start judging people righteously. We need to start judging people with life and speaking life. We need to stop telling people what's wrong with them. And we need to start telling people what's right with them, which is what one of my favorite verses in the Bible. I know all of them are my favorite. I know. But Proverbs 22, 6 in the King James Version reads, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. That's what judgment is. It's not always judging people harshly. It's not always judging people negatively. It's, you know, uh, I think I've mentioned this before, but when I worked in an elementary school, uh, it was way more effective to tell people walk instead of telling them don't run. Because even if you say don't run, the, the kids, they hear the word run, and that's what's in their brain. They don't hear the don't, they hear the run. So if you tell them to walk, if you just give them a positive instruction, if you, you know, you don't tell people what they're doing wrong, just simply tell people what to do right. And that's a lot easier. It's a lot easier to take. It's a lot easier to handle because, you know, a soft correction is, is, is so much better than hammering somebody about what they're doing wrong. And to me, that's righteous judgment. To me, that's not a, not judging according to appearance, but judging righteous judgment, telling people what's right with them. Like, like, uh, I heard a, a preacher once talk about how he would always tell his kids, you're too good to be doing things like this. And even if they didn't believe that at the time, that sticks with you. If somebody tells you that you're better than you're doing, or if somebody tells you that you're better than you feel, you know, if you hear that enough, and if you mix it with a little bit of faith, then you will start to be that. What you feed in your life is what will grow in your life. What you magnify in your life is what will manifest in your life. And if you speak life to people, then life is what, you know, we will all experience. So it's not judging according to appearance, but it's judging righteous judgment. So now let's back up a few. Uh, yeah, let's back up a few chapters to John chapter 5. And I'm going to read verses 26 through 27. And it reads, this is Jesus again. This is the red letters. Jesus said, the father has life in himself, and he has granted that same life-giving power to his son and he has given him authority to judge everyone because he is the son of man look at the connection here between god's power and god's authority it's life-giving power and then the authority to judge everyone with life god judged humanity with a life sentence and he he, he enacted that life sentence through his son jesus sacrificed himself jesus said in another place no man takes my life i have the authority to give up my life. When Jesus died on the cross, it says very clearly that he gave up the ghost. Nobody killed Jesus because nobody can kill Jesus. How can you kill literally life? You can't. And, and, and he was buried for three days and then rose again just to prove that very thing that even when he gave up his life, he was able to 
pick it back up. So the authority that we have and the judgment that we have is the same life-giving power that the Father has in himself and has granted to his Son. Because again, we are his Son. Jesus is our true identity. What's true about Jesus is true about us. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And he also said, you are the light of the world because it's the same light. We have to know who we are and we have to know what power we have and we have to know what authority we have. The Bible says in another place, I believe in the book of Revelation, that we are kings and priests empowered to reign on this earth. This is not something that we have to wait for. This is not something that is going to happen someday. This is who we are right now and what we're capable of right now. And really what we're expected to do right now. This is what we are supposed to do. Psalm 149.9 says, To execute the judgment written against them, this is the glorious privilege of his faithful ones. Praise the Lord. Our glorious privilege is to execute the judgment that was written against them, to judge righteous judgment, to train them up in the way they should go, to give, to, to use the authority we've been given with the same life-giving power. That's what true judgment is. That's what our kingdom authority is. We have the, the authority to give life. And that's the thing, again, like, like it, the religion that we've made these days, and, and really for a long, long time, has been all about like good versus evil. And that's never been God's concern. Jesus did not come to make bad people good. Jesus came to make dead people alive. Jesus came, again, I said it before, Jesus came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. The Father has life in himself, and he has granted that same life-giving power to his Son. And he has given him authority to judge everyone because he is the Son of Man. We have that same power and that same authority. Our kingdom authority is to literally expand the kingdom. It's to literally give life. It's all about life. That's why, I mean, listen, we were, we were given these lives to live them. We were given these lives so that we could experience them. And, and, and really, the only way to experience Jesus's abundant, everlasting, eternal resurrection life of love is to let him live his own life in us and through us and as us. Because nobody can live Jesus's life except Jesus. So the trick is to receive and release that life, that love, that power, that authority. And here's the thing about the kingdom. The kingdom is the realm where the king rules and reigns. Jesus is the king of kings because he rules and reigns in us, which means we are not just kings, but we are the kingdom. So wherever we go, that's where the kingdom expands to. Wherever we shine our light, that's where this life and this love appears. It's, it's, it's all about letting what's inside of you come out of you, the life of God, the life of love that we have been given. And you can't do that when you're on a sin hunt. You can't do that when you're telling somebody what's wrong with them. You can't do that when you're always trying to get people to be a certain thing or a certain way or jump through a certain hoop or fit into a certain box. You can, you know, we talked about, I think it was last week, we talked about the perfect law of liberty. We have to let people live and we have to show them what it really means to live which according to my philosophies means to live is to love and to love is to live. You can't do one without the other and you can't have one without the other because they're not just connected. They're the same thing. It's all about this life is all about letting God love us 
and loving him back by loving each other. And really, that's what the kingdom is. It's that relationship. It's, it's again, it's the deep calling out to the deep. It's the light in me connecting to the light in you. It's this bond of love that we can have with each other. And, and you know, uh, I kind of talk about relationships, I feel like, kind of a lot because they're so important. But uh, I, I usually use this analogy more for like a romantic type relationship. But I think it kind of applies to really to any relationship where, you know, when when you meet somebody and and hear what I'm saying, guys, when like like when I met my best friend in fifth grade, there was a spark there, not a not a spark of attraction, not not a romantic spark. But there was something there that drew us to each other that that made us seem like, you know, hey, this guy's pretty cool. That guy's pretty. Hey, maybe I should hang out with him. Maybe we should be. There was something there that connected us. And then, you know, it's our job. And, and for the last literally my whole life, you know, it's been our job to make sure that that spark grows into a flame and keeps that relationship, that friendship going and keeps it strong. So when we're talking about our kingdom authority, it's just really it's just making sure that spark grows in, in whatever relationship you're at or you're with. If you give your three T's, your time, your talent, and your treasure to something, then it will, you know, it will be able to mature and grow and be better. If you give it your time and your talent and your treasure, if you put effort into it, right, you get out of things what you put into them. So if you want to have good relationships with people, then you will put the effort into them. You will uh, stop trying to get, get, get all the time with the understanding that, you know, love is never about getting because love is giving. If you love somebody, you lay your life down for them. Jesus said, no greater love can a man have than to lay his life down for his friends. The greatest expression of love you can have is esteeming somebody else higher than yourself, putting their needs and wants first. That's what love is. And that's how a relationship grows. Because if I'm laying my life down for you and you're laying your life down for me, then we're sharing our lives together, right? If I'm taking care of you and you're taking care of me, neither one of us needs to worry about ourselves. And that's the way it's supposed to be. That's the way it should be. So our kingdom authority comes down to loving each other and this life-giving power, which, which again, is, is the same thing. When you love people, you give them life. So 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 8 reads, I may seem to be boasting too much about the authority given to us by the Lord, but our authority builds you up. It doesn't tear you down. So I will not be ashamed of using my authority. The point of having authority, uh, what did my old pastor say? He, he said the point of having authority is not to overrule people, but to rule over them. You're not always supposed to be, uh, again, trying to force people into a box or trying to force people to be the way you want them to be. Using your authority is just simply to take care of people, to love people. Don't judge according to appearance. You don't always know what people are going through. And even if you know a little bit of it, it's usually just the tip of the iceberg. You don't know what people are going through a lot of times. And, you know, uh, uh, that's a common saying that says everybody's going through struggles that you don't know about. So be kind. Judge righteous judgment. Execute the judgment that was written against them by our Heavenly Father. The life sentence. Execute that judgment against them. Don't tell people what's wrong with them. Stop trying to force them to act the way you want them to act. Stop trying to quote unquote, get the sin out of the camp. 
guys, we were sinners and then we were saved by grace. And the Bible says in another place, you cannot, uh, what does it say? Something along the lines of uh, believers cannot sin because Jesus' seed remains in them. Which to me makes perfect sense because if sin is unbelief, then by definition, a believer cannot sin. A believer cannot unbelieve. And I'm not talking about having doubts and I'm not talking about having questions. All of those things I think are fine. God always shows up to answer for himself. He's never afraid to prove himself or to show himself. The, the, what I'm trying to say is if you see yourself as a sinner, you'll probably see everybody else as a sinner. Because we have this amazing thing that we do as people where we project ourselves onto other people. It's like, uh, I've seen it so many times, whatever you accuse other people of, a lot of times it's what you're guilty of. If you're a liar, you think everybody's a liar. So you think people are lying to you. It's, it, it, it's this, it's this very weird thing where, uh, you know, we think everybody's just like me. So when we're judging people, which again, we do all of the time, we judge everything all of the time. When we're judging people, we need to make sure we don't judge according to appearance. We need to make sure we use our authority to build each other up, to train up a child in the way he should go, to speak life into people, to put positive things out there, to, to speak love into people. Because love is the only thing really that, that will show the change that happened 2,000 years ago on an old rugged cross. We're, we're, we're always waiting for something to happen. We're always waiting for a change to happen. When really, we just need to understand and accept the change that has already happened. The good fight of faith, which is the only fight we're supposed to fight in the new covenant on this side of the cross, the good fight of faith is laying hold of the gift that we've already been given. It's not getting a gift. It's not earning a gift. You can't earn a gift. If you have to earn it, it's not a gift. It's laying hold of the gift that we've already been given. It's receiving what God has already given to us. It's knowing and believing that he did what he said he was going to do, and we are who he says we are. And if we are who God says we are, then we don't need to change each other. Because Jesus washed us with the word. He washed us with the water of the word, and he presented us to himself as a bride without spot, wrinkle, or any such thing. We are complete in him. We don't need to change. We need to understand the change that happened and to let that truth, that 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 immaculate, glorious truth. Let me say it like this. In the beginning, God created man in his image. But it was dark and void and without form, and we didn't know what that image was. We didn't know who we were because we didn't know who he was. So then God spoke and he said, let there be light. And he injected his son. He injected the light of love into the world. And then on the cross, we were conformed to the image of his only begotten son. And now, because that light is shining, we can see who we are because we can see who Jesus is. Jesus told Philip, if you've seen me, you've seen the father. You don't need to see anybody else. It just, it's right here. And what, what Philip saw was a man in a human body who was full of love and who did things heartily. He, Jesus did things to the best of his ability because it was in his heart to do it. Jesus did things to make things more comfortable for people, to make things more fun for people. Jesus it, it improved the human experience. He turned water into wine to keep the party going. Like this was a guy who he was so concerned with healing the sick and feeding the poor. He was so concerned with the human condition. He was so concerned with just helping out in small ways. 
which is why I believe when they asked, I think it was John the Baptist, they asked, what should we do? And he said, if you have two coats, give one to somebody who doesn't have one. Like it's that simple. See a need and meet it. That's like the biggest love you can have for somebody. Because guess what? If you don't have a coat and it's getting cold out, that's all you care about. That's all you think about. People are so fixated on their lack, you know, especially when they're confronted with it, especially when it makes things uncomfortable or when it makes things hard. So if we can make things easier, if we can help people, if we can ease their suffering, that's what we're supposed to be doing. So let me read one more memory verse and then I'll try to close up for today. You guys know I'm not going to keep you long like I, you know, I never do. I, I try to do my guerrilla gospel, my hit and run, get in, give you something to chew on, but not to choke on and get out. First Corinthians chapter six, verse two says, don't you realize that someday we believers will judge the world? And since you are going to judge the world, can't you even decide these little things among yourselves? Guys, we're going to judge the world. And, and, and again, in, in, in a very large and very real way, we, we do. We judge everything. Every second of every day, we're making judgments about things. So if we're going to judge the world, we have to be able to judge these smaller things. We have to be able to use our kingdom authority correctly. We have to be able to... Uh, it's so frustrating to me where it, it, this idea of, well, I'm not going to judge. Yes, you are. You're judging right now in your head. And just because you're not saying what, what what you're judging and what you're feeling doesn't mean you're not doing it. So instead of that, instead of doing it, but pretending you're not, instead of thinking you're being inclusive or accepting or whatever, because listen, some things need to be judged harshly. There are lines in the sand that I will not cross. Like I always tell people, yeah, I'm really hard to bother, but if you mess with my kid, I'm going to end you. Like I judge messing with my son very, very harshly. There are things in this world that are not okay. That, I mean, really, there's just not. And if you want to look at the Ten Commandments, you know, I'm not legalistic. I, I, I believe very strongly that the Ten Commandments were nailed to the cross and that we've moved out of that old covenant and into a new covenant, out of law and into grace. But if you want to look at some things that should be judged very harshly, you can start right there. Like those are things that God said, don't do these things. So if somebody's doing those things, you know, the judgment is, well, that that's not good. So, but again, I'm coming back to it. It's not our job to be kingdom cops either. Like I'm going to protect my son. I'm going to protect the people I care about, bar none. But it's not my job to make you be somebody you're not ready to be. It's not my job to try to force you into the box of what I think you should be. I'm not going to judge you by appearance to the point of like, like, like in a real world scenario, the best that I can do is like, if I cannot handle you, if I can't get along with you, I'm not going to try to change you. I'm just going to avoid you. I'm just going to shrug my shoulders and move down the road. If you're not picking up what I'm laying down, if you're not hearing what I'm saying, and if you're not interested in what I'm saying, and if like, like, I know I'm not for everybody and that's okay. I don't have to be, I try to get in where I fit in and I try to, uh, you know, use my kingdom authority the, where it means the most and where it matters the most. And again, that's my son. That's my immediate family. Those that, That's my inner circle. Those people that I'm closest with. Those are the people that I can affect the most. So if, 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 if I find somebody that I just, I'm not for you and you're not for me, then okay. I'll just shrug my shoulders and move on. I'm not going to try to force you to be somebody you're not. And you know, 
you are who you are. And maybe, maybe I'll plant a seed and someone else will water it and God will get the harvest. I'm not worried about it. What I'm worried about is making sure that I use my kingdom authority the best that I can use it, that I'm touching the people that are in my road the best that way that I can to, to speak life to them, to love them and to show them a more excellent way to give them what God has given to me, to lay hold of that gift that I've been given by sharing it, by giving it away. That's what this gift of love and life is for, right? God loves us and we love him back by loving each other. That's as simple as I can make it. That's how we expand the kingdom. That's how we use our kingdom authority. It's not judging people negatively and, and harping on them and trying to make them change. It's judging righteous judgment and telling people, you know, this might be how you're acting, but this isn't who you really are. You can be who God says you are. You don't have to hold on to all of these things that you've done, all of these mistakes you've made. God, you know, I always talk about my uh, my Bible case says God allows U-turns. And I always add, and I think he encourages them. God wants us to experience his life in a, in a full way. He wants us to have better than we ever thought we could have, exceeding abundantly greater than we could ask or even think. And he's given us the authority to give that to each other. God works in mysterious ways because he works through people. God loves people by people loving people. That's how we show each other who God is. We show each other what love is by loving each other. That's how we use our kingdom authority. So that's what I had for this week. That's what was really on my heart. Um, I really appreciate you guys. Uh, shout out to CJ, of course. Um, my, my, my best friend since fifth grade. Um, he stuck with me for a long, long time and he's always supported me, especially with these rants and stuff. So I just want to give him a lot of love. And, uh, I really appreciate all of you guys helping me get those, this word out there, word without walls. That's the whole point of the whole thing. And, uh, thank you. Thank you guys. We'll see you next week. Okay, well, if you enjoyed that, I want to invite you to check out my website, jesusrant.com. You can get my daily rants on there. You can uh, get the my books that I've written on there. They're also on Amazon. I have an author's page on Amazon. Um, I've written a lot of books. I'm pretty proud of them. You can order them. I try to keep them cheap because I don't like to pay a lot of money for books, and I don't think people should have to pay a lot of money for mine. So check that out. Um, if you want to support the podcast itself, you can find it on anchor.fm. If you just search for Jesus Rant, um, you can support it monetarily. You can support it by uh, liking it, sharing it, subscribing to it. And you can, you can support it, excuse me, by word of mouth, by telling people about it, uh, helping other people listen, find it and listen to it. And uh, thank you once again, as always, for spending your time to listen to it to uh to help me to get the word out which you know as we know by now is is my heart is just getting this word out word without walls ministry um so just thank you for your support i love you and there's nothing you can do about it amen